taught me anything this about is, this. Listen, this is my show. Do you want Have fun doing it yourself. <laughs> what if I just did it and I was both? Just do it and like have a conversation with yourself. Yeah, I was me and then I pretended to be you. Would you be, would you stay in the same seat or would you run back and forth? <laughs> Definitely. You microphone? know that I would, I would run back and forth and I would give you a high pitched curly voice. Oh my God, man, that's so true. You're so smart and cute and pretty. Wow. Now I think I just need to do an episode by myself <laughs> or I pretend to be you. And I'll give you like a big ogre voice oh no <laughs> like oh yeah josh i think that's a great <laughs> answer i'm not real i don't know anything because i'm an ogre right so i think it'd be kind of funny why am i as an ogre because you made a me a high-pitched girly nationality voice. <laughs> because yeah. it sounds funnier and i can only do the british ogre voice. Okay. i can't if i just talk lower it sounds like i'm just talking lower like guys would do in middle school and high school when they'd get like a phone call from their boo thing or whatever They'd be like, hello. Yeah, this is me. This is how I always sound. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't know that. Oh, right. Because you didn't date in middle school. I didn't date really in high school either. Yeah, I know. You're kind of a loser. <laughs> that was so mean. I'm sorry. Well, I've made up for it since we got married. Don't you worry. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's what we like to hear. Anyway, welcome to Not My Forte Super Soft Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cottrell. I'm your co-host, Josh Cottrell. So, Peter Patter. Let's get at her. We should just turn this into a marital dispute podcast. <laughs> not my therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, let's do something, right? Okay, let's do the hard facts. You don't want to do it previously on or Shut anything? up. I guess we can do that. You're making up new rules. This is literally how it happens every episode. <laughs> every for the past twenty six episodes, twenty nine. Well, so if you count the uh, bonus episodes, I can't and the wrap work ups. with you if you're gonna start making up new stuff. Okay. Previously on, not my forte, a super soft podcast. Do you have a previously on? I have a previously on. Okay. But I don't have it pulled up anymore. Hold on. You do yours first. I don't have you don't have one. one wow look at you slacking but i will state i did not like your little cheeky megan did have it previously on and it's just that her boyfriend got engaged <laughs> <laughs> i am happy for andrew her i jonesy is my boyfriend and i'm happy for andrew <laughs> <laughs> they're super cute so yeah i guess i'm almost there Almost there. So unprofessional. I know. I should have had this pulled up. <laughs> I had it pulled up earlier today, and then I started doing other things on my phone and was like, I don't need this open anymore. Yes, there it is. Okay. PDM is on the wall in the skid's basement. Mm -hmm. and it was next to the thing that I was like, I can't really read all of it because Jonesy and Riley were blocking it out. But PDM, it has like a million thousand acronym definitions. Are you sure it said PDM, not POM or anything like Correct. that? Correct. Yeah, I looked back at it. So the only one that in, in in this list of like 40 that makes sense is professional DJ mixer. That makes sense. Which makes sense because of all of Stewart's aliases, alii. Yes. Cool. He's a professional DJ superstar. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's from Super Mario video games. See, I thought it was just some sort of weird underground DJ thing, but now I know. No, like when you play Super Mario, like when you started level, it's like, here we go. 
I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. it said anything. I've seen it do a little punch jump. Yeah, he does a punch jump. He has a couple of things. He's got a couple of vocalizations. Okay. Well, let's talk about the episode now. Let's do that. <laughs> Hard facts. Hard facts. So this is season four, episode six. Josh, don't knock over the table. You got it. The air date, December 25th, 2017. The writer was Jonathan Torrens and director Jacob Tierney. Is that weird to have two guest writers back to back? Or is that how they did it in previous seasons too when they no. had a guest writer? I can't remember. Even though I just listened to it, he was not the guest writer for the pat the last episode. I know no, there... it was Jesse McCowan last episode. That's right. That's right. But it was just I thought it was weird they just had two guest writers back to back. I think it's strange to have a guest writer write your finale. I would agree with that. Why wouldn't you just have? Well, I guess technically this is a finale, but we also have Super Hard Easter next week, and you know Jacob and Jared both probably had a field day writing that. Yes. So. <laughs> I do love Super Hard Easter. With that being said. I liked last episode better than this episode. Overall, and I'm not going to give you my score or anything yet, but overall, it, this wasn't a bad episode by any means at all, but it, it just wasn't. There were better ones in this season for me. I kind of feel that. I feel like the running trope with all of these seasons is that every season finale, you kind of, all the characters come back. Even characters we haven't, we've only seen maybe once or twice throughout the season. Like Tannis is back in this one, and she was really only in, I think, episode five. <laughs> I don't know if she was in earlier episodes. Yeah, she was in the last episode, and then. I, I think she's been in an, another one or two. Amber and I just keep, we would reference her boobs <laughs> and saying she looks great. So she at least popped in for a second in a couple of them. Yeah, I guess, because you guys kind of got, what, to episode three? I feel like she's been agging on Wayne. Oh, hard. About Rosie for a while. She's been agging on Wayne about Rosie for a while, and I feel like it's more about she gets the thrill because it's against the rules or whatever, and that's why she keeps doing it. But I don't, I don't know. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Because it comes up. But well, anyway, overall synopsis: the Bay Brothers return home for hay, and all of Letterkenny wants to be the one to throw them a party. So there must be some great guys. I, I guess so. <laughs> um, let's jump into the cold open. Unless you have anything else. Uh, nope. My very first note is about the cold open. Okay, good deal. We start with Wayne and his. Puppies. He seems to always have puppies. Yes. This season. And for anyone wondering, there are six of them. They're so cute. And they are all the best boys. Oh, they're so cute. Especially the one that jumps up on his shoulder. Yeah. At the end, there's one that's like attacking his shoulder. <laughs> it's so cute. Anyway, you were trying to figure out WTF with your BFFs the other day. Oh, man. So, the Hicks are discussing sexting in the tractor shed. Dan is on Bumble, apparently, and he receives them from gals daily daryl's not sure if he's sexting <laughs> when a that girl tracks. replied to him lol wayne says she's not sexting dan disagrees because he thinks lol means lots of love wayne says it does not lol means laughing out loud so she's not interested in dairy dan just is so supportive of dairy and i think he just wants to see dairy happy he wants him to he wants to see him do well yeah he's just like yeah dairy that is what that means keep putting yourself out there you'll You'll bring somebody back eventually. To be fair, to be fair, I want him to keep doing his best and being his most authentic self. 
Mm, do you though? I mean, his I don't... most authentic self. He's gonna eventually, in my heart, I think he will find someone that will match his weirdness. Maybe. He deserves that. He really does. But he's gotta quit with the spitting and snotting. He's just gross all the time. I don't know. We'll not get to that. But he is. He is. He doesn't know when to turn it he off. He doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know like when to turn it off. So maybe, yeah, just keep working on yourself, Terry. You keep working on you and the right person will come along as soon as you're fine with not having one. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my advice to Terry. <laughs> and then we find out, again, Dan's on Bumble, which totally tracks because he's a feminist. Yeah. For those of you out there who don't know what Bumble is, it's a dating app where the girl gets to reach out first if yes. she's interested. You said that so authoritatively, like you've been on it. Have you been on it? I've not been on it, but I'm on... I go through Reddit a lot, and there's a subreddit called R. There's a, there's a <laughs> I thought subreddit. you were about to say something like, but I'm, I'm on, on Tinder. But I'm on like Tinder and Hinge so. all the time. I just want to like hang out with people, you know? Like I'm not trying to do it. No. Stop. But I'm on r slash Tinder. It's one of the subreddits you can go on. Yeah. And a lot of people, they always post complaints about, yeah, the girl gets to reach out first, but they always just, it's always like, hey, or hi, or what's up. And the guy still has to come up with the creative pickup line, and people are upset about it. But yes, Bumble is the one that the girl gets the authority to reach out first if she chooses. Which makes them, I guess, feel more in control. Gosh, I can't. I'm so glad. We... Dude, I, yeah, I do not envy the people in the dating game right yeah. now. It sucks. I do not at all envy the people that are. We got in on just the apps. under the wire. We really did. I feel like right when we got engaged, Tinder was becoming a thing, and I do not at all envy lucky. that. We got lucky. You got super lucky. I get Derry maybe not knowing what sexting is. Fine. Whatever. But Dan should know what LOL means. Dan should know what LOL means. I feel like there are a bunch of plot holes surrounding Dan and his tech-savvy abilities. I think... I don't want to say it's bad writing because it's not like I write for TV. But it makes more sense to have Dan be the one that knows what LOL means instead of Wayne. I get that you need to throw Wayne into this conversation, but Wayne's the one that always calls everybody. He doesn't really even text he doesn't i feel like his only text conversations are mostly with rosie and it's coming out tonight nope reading a book cool <laughs> like that's yeah. as far as wayne's texting probably goes i don't feel like he spends his day texting no now i could see him getting secondhand information from katie true but i don't know it just seems strange like of any of them especially if as dan says he's sexting all day every day then he should know. Yeah. So it's just strange. It's strange writing for him to supposedly think that means loss of love. I concur. I feel like my grandmother at one point thought that that meant loss of love. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the trope. A lot of the older generation thinks it means loss of love. And I just have poor Derry because he's new phone who dis. <laughs> Derry's just looking for love. But of course he has a flip phone. I've never new phone who dis anybody I've i mean never... i've said hey i'm sorry i'm not sure who this is before it's so awkward that's why i just go with it i definitely just go with the conversation you're such a bad person i really am but sometimes it's so fun like if you text the wrong person that's on you but how i respond is completely on me life is 10 percent what happens to you, you and 90 percent how you react are stealing that text from somebody well who wants it figure it out <laughs> Or maybe doesn't want it. Yeah, maybe they don't want it. Maybe they're like, my number is this. And then I get it. And until I get an unsolicited nether regions pick from a dude, 
I think I'm going to keep doing just to respond. Well, I don't want you to get, to get them from anybody personally. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm not trying vote. to get unsolicited pics from anybody. It's mostly just, oh my God, it was so great to see you at the party. We know we like need to hang out more. And I'm like, girl, totally. <laughs> then we jump in to where oh, yeah. Wayne goes on his little rant. He yes. says that the world needs less Facebook and more face-to-face. Mm. He tells a tall tale about mm. how his Uncle Eddie and Aunt Marion at a sock hop how they met and it's featuring elvis presley the rat pack chuck berry beach boys johnny cash john wayne james brown little richard bing crosby buddy holly ray charles and there was more because i think he i think he goes on to mention a few more that aren't listed oh no he mentions he just mentions people on the rat pack sammy davis and sinatra are part of the rat pack okay um and then he goes on to say that texting a girl is a missed opportunity. That's when Derry gets that text message, yeah. new phone, who this? Right. This story is incredible. You, I knew you would like this it. This story is absolutely, it had everything. This is a Josh Cottrell story. <laughs> this is an Alan Cottrell story, if Ooh, ever I've heard one. my dad out. No, but it's like, even if it is true, it goes to 11 goes, every time. It's got to. A good story is all about drawing the people in. And it's got to have a satisfying ending. And what better satisfying ending than Johnny Cash being like, hey, bud, we got this. Go get your baby. <laughs> I was going to ask what your favorite part of the story was. My favorite part was probably when Johnny Cash makes his first appearance after he puts Elvis on his ass. Next thing you know, in walks the Rat Pack with Chuck Berry and the Beach Boys who hadn't broken yet, but were making a name for themselves as California street toughs. Guess what? All good buddies with Elvis. No. He's a goner. Gotta be. Think again. Uncle Eddie gets a tap on his shoulder, voice says to him, he says, hey kid, need a hand? Guess who? You ever heard Johnny Cash? My favorite part of this story was how he casually said someone switched sides. Cash is over there arm bar in Sinatra. Sammy Davis Jr. switched sides halfway through the fight. He's got Dean Martin in it on the plateau. <laughs> that was like, well, which side is he on then? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Wayne, for as stoic as he is a lot, mm-hmm. he loves to tell a good story. Oh, it's yeah. his theater performance. Every time he hits his point, his you can tell when he's about to hit his big point when he... <laughs> He delivers the line and then he turns around and does the little walk turns back and, and forth. Turns and walks back and forth because he's up on the little balcony or whatever. You know he's about to deliver it too because he'll stand up straight and look into the middle distance and he's like, well, who showed up? And like, Johnny Cash. You're damn right, Johnny Cash. He turns around <laughs> and just does a little mini lap. Oh my gosh. A little mini suspense lap. I'm assuming all of these people are around the same age. I know that they're from like the same kind of time frame, but... Yeah, I'd say the same era of music. I would have to really do some... And I didn't. I would have to really do some research to see around about what age all these people are. And if it would even... I mean, I know that this story is not real, but if it would even make sense. First of all, it doesn't make sense because why would they be in this like tiny ass town in Canada at a sock hop? Makes I mean, no you know, especially that group of people. The Rat Pack makes sense at a sock hop, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the the fact that there's this big brawl going on in Letterkenny, because that's just like the trope. Yeah. So between like the they were all kind of between the 1950s and the 1970s or 60s, I guess. It's pretty big. It's a decade. Uh, well, 
Elvis was got kind of got his start in '56. The Rat Pack era was the '50s. Johnny Cash was doing stuff in the '50s. Johnny Cash did stuff up until like what 2003, 2004. After all this, Johnny said, "Go get your girl." But she came to him. <laughs> yeah, she came to him. He threw her over his shoulder, took her to get a milkshake like a real man. <laughs> and I wrote, "I don't like being carried, but I do like milkshakes." <laughs> so can confirm. Put me down. But give you a milkshake. <laughs> Actually, drive me to get a milkshake. Yeah, put me down. Let's get in the car like civilized adults, and then we'll go get a milkshake. And that's all I really have for that. Same, because I think we divided our scenes up differently for these notes. Yeah, because so, you probably yeah. have notes for the next part that I have, which is the uh, sports center, but with an E. <laughs> yeah, sports century. A TSN Sports Center segment with Dan O'Toole and Jay Honore. How do you say? How do you pronounce that? It depends on how he does his vowels. It's either on rate or on right. Jay Honore. That makes sense. Sound, they both sound fine. Highlights. They highlight the return of Hudson and James Bay from Europe, <laughs> where they've been playing professional hockey. And then they're heading back to Letterkenny to help their dad do hay. O'Toole mentioned stories of a curling brawl, a cribbage brawl, all including Letterkenny natives from his childhood in Peterborough. So I guess we find out Letterkenny just brawls in every sport they have. And he suggested they might be better off staying in Europe. (laughs) So I, I guess I got into another research Oh, yeah? today because I dropped the ball with my original notes. I looked these two up. They're actually TSN broadcasters or like oh, wow. sports broadcasters and they actually worked together at TSN doing hockey like highlights and stuff. and stuff. Okay. And they were there since 2003 together. Wow. They just recently let Dan go. Toolsy. And Jay was really torn up about it. Like, the first time he was back on without him, he was, like, kind of torn up. But they have a podcast together called (gasps) Jay and Dan. Oh, gotta go listen to that. I know. And they, like, you can tell they're, like, best buds. Yeah. Did you listen to any episodes? No. I'm sure it's a hockey podcast. It's yeah, really I, I'm sure it is. Well, I don't know, because they, seem like, they seemed really silly together. Like, this, it almost didn't seem like a stretch to them to play act this. Right. So, I I just bet there's a really cool chemistry there. Yeah, I bet there's a really neat dynamic. I'm definitely going to check that out. That'll be on the next Previously on Online, and we'll talk about it. I will go ahead and say I love this sportscaster persona that they're leaning into <laughs> so hard. It almost scared me when he said, <laughs> the quickness and the the urgency, the cadence with yeah. which he said stuff, <clears throat> it was very direct and funny and silly. And it really <laughs> leaned into a extreme version of what you're used to seeing on right. Which, I mean, we're not big sportsers, guys. Not big sportsers. I literally own a t-shirt that says, yay, sports. <laughs> That's about as into it as I get. My favorite thing was when he goes, That's a new one! <laughs> when he's <laughs> talking about the brawls. I want to get a couple of clips from this. Oh, for sure. And I also think 
this would be a good opportunity. I think we should make a compilation of every person that says Europe. Oh, yeah. We'll do a Europe supercut at the end of the episode. That would be really funny. Toolsy? Yeah. Letter Kenny, Ontario. Problem, Toolsy? Yeah, no problem. Letter Kenny, Ontario. You ever been to Letter Kenny, Jay? I've not had the pleasure, no. Uh, as you're aware by now, I'm from Peterborough, Ontario. Yes, I'm aware. Okay, you're familiar with brawls and hockey? Yes, I'm familiar. Yeah, they happen all the time. How about uh, brawls and curling? That's the new one! Okay, that's what happened when Letter Kenny's curling team came to Peterborough. A curling brawl. Yeah, a brawl at a curling match. You ever heard of a cribbage brawl? More new territory! Yeah, that's what happened routinely when members of the Letter Kenny Legion came and played cribbage tournaments against members of the Peterborough Legion. So that is all I have written down for my new notes. What do you have? My only note that I had for this scene, I had, I guess, technically three notes. Mm -hmm. uh, my first one is, what the hell is this scene? <laughs> my second note is, chick in the background is taking forever to leave or sit down or whatever she's doing. It's taking a long time. And then note number three is, oh. <laughs> That's why that scene's there. I like when they jump in <laughs> and he's in the middle of saying, these notes are just gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really, really impressed with the fact that, I guess they are TV personalities, so there's that. They're used to it to a certain extent, but they're not right. actors. Yeah, by so no means. They did a really good job, and I'm sure it helped make them more comfortable because they're used to working together. They're used to working together, and they're used to being on camera. Yeah. So it was probably just a natural chemistry for the two of them. I wonder how they got them it was it's what season it's season four it's season four i would assume letter kenny's kind of picked up some steam at this point yeah but there's I a lot of cameos out. in this a lot of cameos i wonder who reached out though i don't know because james and hudson are they actually hockey players they're snowboarders they're snowboarders yeah. okay huh well then i wonder i know like everybody on the cast pretty much plays hockey except for yeah. The dude that plays McMurray. He I said he's not if, really into sports, but... I wonder if Jared himself did, because he seems to be a big sports guy. He might have. Jared seems to be really, at least really into hockey. Some, some research notes that I had about this. Yes. So he's in the middle of saying... And that's why I never drink out of Gino Retta's mug again. And I was like, who is... Who is Gino Retta? It's, he's apparently like this beloved sportscaster who covers junior hockey. Oh, okay. And... So I think the joke was Gino Retta was kind of a dick, but he's apparently very beloved, like the sweet. Uh, what's what's the guy I'm trying to think of? Um, what sport does he cover? No, it's not a sports guy. Mm -hmm. He's like the like the Steve from Blues Clues for hockey. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like the Bob Ross of hockey. Yes, <laughs> he's. Man, we're such good sports. Well, man, we could dissect this mug thing because it could be one of two things. Yeah. Three things, maybe. He's a germaphobe. Possibly. He spikes his coffee. Possibly. Or he dips on camera and his coffee mug is a spit cup. Oh, that's gross. Because he covers hockey and a lot of hockey players dip. Yeah. Well, that's upsetting. That's just a random thought. Neither here nor there. None of that's probably true. <laughs> He's probably this just, poor man. Don't touch my effing coffee. And so for Jets... Judson. <laughs> For Hudson and James Bay. Hames. Hey. It's LeJohn Brains. <laughs> Hudson and Hames. J Judson and Jay. Bames Jay. <laughs> we'll get through it. 
Breakfigs. <laughs> Hudson and James Bay. There it is. They're played by Craig and Mark McMorris. So they are actually brothers. They are actually brothers. They're professional snowboarders. Nice. From Saskatchewan. I just wrote it down because I like saying that word. <laughs> or that province. <laughs> Mark has two Olympic medals. Wow. So he's decently good at it, I would imagine. Go Mark. Yeah. I feel like you can't just take time off of playing professional hockey to come do hay. You know. But it's summer. Maybe it's yeah, off Yeah, maybe season. it's the off season. Yeah. Because hay doesn't really grow in the winter. Again, don't know sports. Don't know sports, but I would assume, yeah, it's probably the off season. That's I would have cool. stayed in Europe. I would have stayed in Europe for sure. Then we jump to the scene where we're at the produce stand. Katie makes an announcement that the Bay Brothers are coming to visit the Hicks. A short discussion follows involving many words that rhyme with Bay and all agree that James and Hudson Bay are Hicks all the way. Wayne observes that the Brothers Bay Home for Hay is a chance for all of us to come together and show them we're proud in our own special way. And he says that a lot in this episode. He says it quite a bit in this episode. That and the all the way phrase like kind of get thrown around this whole episode. I have some bones to pick with that later. <laughs> they set about, per tradition, to throw a welcome home party with puppers and a pig roast. The last point of discussion is the name. They're trying to pick a name for the party. Dismissing Heydays, A Bay in the Life, Baywatch, and then they all agree on Great Day for Bay. Mm. So what would you grade these names for parties? In order you read them? Yes. Heydays, zero out of five. Yeah. Try harder. I would have even rated, I would have even ranked Baydays higher. You know? A Bay in the Life is funny. It's cute. I would probably give that like a solid three. Yeah. Solid three and a half. I would agree. Baywatch is, it's tricky because it's clever, but it's also right there. I'd probably give it like a three as well. Yeah. A two and a half, three. Yeah. A low three. And then Great Day for Bay makes sense because of the TV show. Because Wayne always says it's a great day for Hay. Yeah. So of course it's going to be a great day for Bay. But I'm all, it's, I'm unimpressed. Two? Yeah, probably two, two and a half, maybe. But I'm not, yeah, I, w I was not really blown away by any of these. So that's my ratings. What about you? I think a bay in the life is my favorite. Yeah, it's definitely the cleverest of the, what, four? I, and we get into this more later, I guess, but my thoughts are these guys get home and party hop till they leave. I mean, you know, they're local celebrities, though. That's like when our one celebrity friend that we have comes into town. It's so strange to think. I, we'll get into that later. But, yeah. you know, when they show up and people clap for you. Like, when people clap for you to be a place, I find it weird. Yeah. But anyway, we'll, give it, we'll get into that later. Cool. I wrote, they seem excited for the Bay Brothers to come. And they full on, you know, are throwing a party. So that's one thing. But do you think that... They were more excited for the Bay Brothers or for Bradley? I would say probably Bradley. It kind of seemed they were more visibly excited for Bradley to that's, come into town. That's how I felt, too. They seemed excited to have a party here and, like, kind of excited to see him. But for when Bradley was talked about, they were visibly very excited for him to come. Yeah, they were like, Bradley! And then this one, Derry and Dan had to be clued in. Like, they, they didn't even know who Katie and Wayne were talking about. Yeah, they couldn't guess. 
And then I feel like they all kind of had an inkling with Bradley when Gail was like, I've got my own help from out of town. And they were like, could it be? And then she was like, Bradley, they're like, ah. So yeah, I really think, I think they're more. This is the best day ever. (laughs) I think they were more excited for Bradley to come into town than for the Hudson brothers, or for the baby brothers to come in town. Hicks all the way. All All the way. way. Oh, look, there's a stray. Those guys are LOL. Legends of Letterkenny. I wrote, is Katie after it? Because she seems like she kind of is. She seems like she's after it. But she should have known. She's known them for a while. Yeah. So I would think that she had already been after it if she was going to be. I feel like if she ever was after it, it was in a previous party. Because we find out, I think in this scene, that they had a party last year, I guess. Yeah. And they say, they call it tradition, so in my mind, it has to be more than just last year. Yeah, so I would say probably at one of the earlier parties after they had come back from wherever the first time, Katie was probably like, oh, you guys are big time now. And yeah. then she's no longer, you know, we're no longer She after doesn't it. seem like someone who cares about that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, cool and all that you made it, but, like, it's not yeah. impressive to her necessarily as right. that. That makes sense. So the Bay Brothers are hicks all the way, apparently. Hmm. So I guess just because they work the farm. Because they're also hockey players. I mean, they're obviously hockey players because they've made it in hockey. Yeah, I think what they are calling the fact that they're hicks all the way, because like, they're still coming home during the offseason to do hay. That's true. So I would say yeah, that, that's pretty, I guess, hick-like behavior. And Wayne says they're hard workers, and that's a big compliment from him. Huge compliment coming from Wayne. Who's one of the hardest working people, well, who claims to be one of the hardest working people on the show. We always see him sitting. I think we see him working like three times. Yeah, but he's always just moving hay from one place in the barn to another place in the barn. And sometimes it's barley. I've never been to a pig roast. I have a story, but it might get us a little off topic, but it is a pig roast. Okay, (laughs) go ahead. I mean, you can cut it out. You're in charge of your future. I might leave it in. So when I was a freshman in high school, I was kind of pursuing with a group of my friends like a pop punk, uh, I guess, Christian band, kind of like Reliant K adjacent. Mm-hmm. And we got invited to play this thing called, I think it was Godstock. Mm-hmm. But it was being held at this church that was just kind of right on the side of the road. Like, you don't, there wasn't like a big parking lot. It it was just kind of a, it looked like just a, your typical small town church in the area that we live. And we get there. And they're like, it's going to be this big festival. We're going to start it at like noon. And, you know, y'all come up there and play like maybe one to two or whatever. And then just hang out and listen to the rest of the bands and da 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 We get there. They have a little, I wouldn't even call it a clearing. It's just kind of an extra part of the lot that the church is sitting on. Mm-hmm. And there is a flatbed trailer with speakers on it and like hay bales in like a semicircle on the front of the flatbed mm-hmm. we get done sound checking and rehearsing and they're like hey pig's almost ready and we're like pig and we walk around to the back of the church and there's just this massive like full pig on a spit roast just like they're just kind of rotisserie in it around well, that's how you do it right and i yeah that's the, how you do it but i was just like i've never seen this anywhere but movies about places like this town <laughs> <laughs> I was We're just, living TV right now. It was just so out of my element. And that's the only pig roast I have ever been to with like a full, just fully attached snout to rump 
pig. I've still never managed it, so. You're not missing anything. It was a little bit weird. <laughs> like, like, all right, where do we start? Yeah. What do we do? What do we do? Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. The only other note I have for this scene is I wish I'd seen the kitten. Yeah. But I think you had said we'd kind of talked about it. We tried not to, but we kind of talked about it before, and you said you thought that it was a fake kitten. It kind of, I mean, I'm not going to go back and analyze it forensically, but it really sounds like just the one-off or two-offs that you hear it, it kind of just sounds like somebody off-camera going, <laughs> like, that makes my, that makes me sad. <laughs> I mean, they can't get a cat to meow on command. That's true. And that's all I have for that scene. Do you have anything else? You know, I think the first couple times I watched this episode, I kind of really was annoyed by the rhyming that just kind of kept happening this whole episode. Yeah. I think it kind of has grown on me since. So I guess, no, I don't really have another note for this this portion of this scene. I'm not a, always a huge fan of alliteration. This didn't bother me as much. Yeah, so I guess we're just going to jump to Jonesy and Riley, who Let's are do it. also discussing the Bay Brothers. They're in Riley's Jeep. Hudson and James Bay are hockey players all the way, which, I mean, they legitimately are. That's what they're doing. So they were Letterkenny Shamrocks. They were all-time leaders in points, PIMS, and plus minus. And then uh, they envy all the sex the Bays must be having in Europe. <laughs> and they resolve to do something epic to celebrate the return. So, but the way that they're talking in this scene, it seems that they also always throw them a party. Would they yeah. call it? They don't have the name on here, but they call all day, it, all night, all day, all night. Which is the, that's a pretty cute one. I like that one better than Great Day for Bay, but that was last year's, so they can't yeah. use it. You can't you can't reuse it. Maybe it's not so much that they wanted to throw another party, but they wanted to be the ones that threw the party this year. Like, they wanted the hockey players to throw the party this year instead of whoever threw the party last year. I don't know. The way they were talking made it seem like they were the ones that threw it or threw something for them last year. But again, if all these people keep talking about how it's basically tradition that they're the ones throwing these guys a party, yeah. how are they, are they, they might be just partying every night their home maybe they might just be party hopping like you said if i mean in theory it'd be easy to do if you had a friday night a saturday night and you know a sunday night yeah that's true so party all night work hay all day and then party all night and work hay all yeah that that would that would track it'd be a lot of work and you'd probably become more and more useless on the farm but all i know is that party drew more box than an architect's <laughs> That's so clever it's such and a good, so vulgar at the same time. I hate the word box for its context, but man, that was funny. <laughs> I have to give it to them. That was a great line. And he's kind of like, it was like, it was just a really like softball, like under the breath. Yeah. They didn't play it up. There's like, yeah, that, that party dude, that party drew more box than a freaking architect. Like The more that I watch these seasons, the more impressed I am every season with Dylan Playfair because he... His delivery for everything is just perfect. He's fantastic. They both are, but yeah, Dylan Playfair is like really coming into his own in this character. The fact that it's such a softball line, yeah, where it's hilarious. It's the one thing that sticks out from the scene, and it was almost he delivered it as an afterthought, and it right. it was just so good. And it's far from the only you know written joke in this scene. Oh yeah, but it's the one that to me stood out the most. Yeah, I appreciated that one the most. 
golf clap for you. Leave me on the broad, all right? International ass. Getting their passport stamped. Oh, they're part of the European Union now, buddy. Traveling through Tiddly for sure, seeing all kinds of Vatican's. Oh, nice mountains in Titzerland too. Hammering all that Croatia ass. Smashing all that Romania ass. Slam crushing all that Albania ass. Oh, welcome to Bulgaria. Gotta do something epic. How are we gonna top all bay all night from last year? Fuck. I drew more box than an architect. I don't know if you know this, but every time there's an RJ scene, I put art voice and a little heart. Cool. <laughs> That's not at all threatening. I appreciate that you showed me that. <laughs> well, Riley and Jonesy are my boyfriends. Oh, I know. Nate and I discussed this oh, in okay. length. Yeah. I cut down most of it, but we discussed it for a bit. <laughs> Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they're number 93, or they were number 93 and 91 on the Shamrocks. What do you think about all the wordplay with the way that they were pulling box in Europe? <laughs> I, I wrote them all down. Yeah. Maybe just so I'd have a visual thing to look at while I'm kind of remembering these and grading them. But Amsterdamsels was good. European Punion was really funny. Getting that Asport stamp was great. That was really good. That was the; those were the only three that were clever and unique enough to for me to appreciate. The other ones, Bay Beautiful, was not really a thing. But Tiddly and Vatican's, like that's you're like meh, meh. And then you had Titzerland, Croatia, Romania, Albania's, and then Bulgaria. I wrote down Welcome to Bulgaria <laughs> because. <laughs> That one, I, I like that one, too. I feel like, yeah, they were just so, not really cliche or kitschy, but just very, like, Croatia ass was good, and then it was immediately followed by Romania ass and Albania ass. They were just, they be, ah, they how else can, yeah, they just kind of beat, beat the horse a little bit, but. I get that. And that's all I have for that scene. Do you have anything else? Mm, I wonder if they actually were on the Letterkenny Shamrocks or like on an actual hockey team and got cards minted or if they had those cards made specifically for this show. I don't know. They look super young. I would say that they took those pictures, maybe even from some sort of snowboarding pictures they had done when they maybe, were younger. Or like when they played, if they played junior hockey ever and then they just photoshopped their I cards wonder, to look more like the Letterkenny Shamrocks. Well, I wonder if they both went to the Olympics at, at any point because i would say mm. you get individual pictures taken. you definitely get individual pictures taken for that so we know at least one of them has a medal two medals. two medals so possibly if they both win at any point then that would be an option yeah i don't know that was the only other thing i just wondered if they had those cards made specifically for the show or if they were actual like player cards from when they were kids because they do look younger in i wonder the cards. if they got to keep them I wonder. That'd be cool. That would be cool. That'd be a cool souvenir. That would be. Also, their numbers, I wonder, 91 and 93, I wonder if that was maybe the years they were born. Possibly. But but hockey numbers are always a lot bigger. I don't know. Maybe. That's true. So, then we jump to the skids. The news has reached the basement where Stuart complains about the Bay Brothers to Rald. <laughs> Rald objects. They're his cousins, but Stuart sees no cause to celebrate. Those basers never wanted to hang out with me anyway. I'm nauseated by their hokey hockey hickey. I don't want to spend more time down by the bay. With a watermelon? Grow up! So, <laughs> there is some vulgar stuff going on in between that doesn't get note in this. But oh, yeah. A Bay Pride Parade. 
It was such a gesture. It was. <laughs> it was such a violent gesture. It's, I think the violence of it was what was it like was such okay. A violently sexual gesture. He doesn't like them because of their egos, which is hypocritical. And interesting that they're cousins. Yeah, I wonder if that means Stuart's last name is Bay. Oh, maybe. I have friends that are cousins that have the same last names, so maybe. I guess it depends on who the Bay is, if it's his mom or his dad. So this is a, a random note that I have about this scene, but I really love Rald's voice in this scene. Okay. It's not put on as much. I think it's closer to probably what his real voice sounds like. Mm. And I find it soothing. I could see that. The only time he puts on is when in this scene is when he says Stuart. Mm, yeah. But the rest of the time he just kinda sounds like he's just talking normally and I was like, Oh, he's got a like he's got a very nice voice. Oh, he really does. I follow him on TikTok. I follow yeah. most of the cast on TikTok. Yeah. Really I follow Letterkenny and Michelle Millet and Evan, what's his last name? Stern. Yeah, very, yeah, Evan Stern. He's got a very chill voice. Yeah. He's very, very easy to listen to. Exactly. And, and I, I feel like that, that came him. through in this scene. Yeah, I could see that. I wrote down, if they had all hung out as kids, I feel like Stuart would be like a whole different person. You know? I feel like there would have been a positive influence. Maybe. They've gone a different way, obviously. So maybe he would have been more sportsy. He might have. Not that sportsy is like is good or bad. Is better in any way, but anything's better than than drugs. Than drugged out, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting to think about. But also, would we even come to enjoy Stewart's character at that point? I know. I mean, that's just fantasy land. Letter Kenny. What? <laughs> that's like the what if of Marvel. Oh yeah. So, oh, I still gotta watch that. That's on the list now. That I'm on vocal rest. And the only note that I have for the end of that scene is I wish Stuart wasn't so mean to Rald. I know. Rald's just trying to be helpful. He's just trying to be a good friend. Trying to be a good friend. I wonder if that stems from Rald not having a good connection with his own family. Wanting to Wanting be the to, peacemaker yeah. and the people pleaser. And like, yeah. You should, you should work to be a family. Or you should embrace your family because you have family, a family that, to embrace. Yeah. And and Rald doesn't, and that's very sad. It is sad. We got real sad on this podcast just oh, now. I'm no. so sorry. <laughs> Not uh, my forte. Kind of a bummer podcast sometimes. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> the softest bummer in town. <laughs> so, do you have anything else for that scene? It, it was really quick. It was very quick, and not for this scene in particular. Okay. So, at the res, a handsome native helps load the pig into the truck for Katie. He gives his name as Zach... Russell Terrier, and mentions that Bay Brothers are his second cousins, as their uncle Cal, Calvin Garfield Casa, married his aunt Sue, thus Cal Gary and Sue Casa. Their kids, Sam Manella, have a half-brother named Thai Food, who comes over to introduce himself as well. They exchange various other names of people that they might know. Tannis interrupts, telling Katie that the Bay Brothers are actually coming to the res on Saturday, and they are part native all the way. And the natives have spent $1,000 on fireworks for Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay's a good one, too. Thunder Bay is a good one, but Thunder Bay is also like another. It's right there. That's true. Just reach out and touch it. Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay, I'm pretty sure, was like already a thing at one point. Let me take a quick hot minute 
because I would say this if Amber was here. Do it. Two little cuties. Okay. Is that the tie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, you're my type, but I'm just saying <laughs> these two aren't bad looking. They are handsome. Handsome recognizes handsome. I just, I don't like long hair, but dude wears long hair really well. Ty, yeah, he wears it super well. I'm over the straw chewing Oh my thing. gosh, me too. I'm so over it I immediately. I hate it. <laughs> I was like, get that nasty as piece of grass. As, as soon as he walked on camera with that, I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you did this to me. <laughs> All right. I'm but... over it immediately. <laughs> So, she's picking up a pig to yeah. roast. It's a good way to round that story. Everyone's, you know, meeting up and they're figuring out, oh, we're all throwing these parties for these guys. The We find out the Bay Brothers are part native all the way. So, the part native, and they're related to Stuart. Is Stuart part native? It all depends on, I would assume how related if they're second cousins probably not i need a family tree i need a family tree i need a I need map, a map. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the all the way thing kind of started to really grind my gears because you can't be part something all the way that and did. it made it dude it made me so mad it irritated every me time i heard of this episode i was like that doesn't make any sense please stop saying it what did you think of the name play though i wrote them all down did you like them wrote them all down or was irritated wrote them all down Sue Casa was funny. Okay. Calgary was funny. Because Calgary. It's a place in Canada. It's actually where one of my favorite YouTubers is from. Cody Co. Thai food. He, I mean, they didn't even try. I literally wrote, come on. <laughs> we have Ash Wednesday again. Meh. Meh. Katie almost says her last name. I know, and that pissed me off so much. I, I was, was so ready to I was hear irrationally it. excited. Edge of my seat. Megan when I was just like we gotta know and then she's interrupted by oh you know the books my friends art and mac and I'm like okay macbook can be a name art book can be a name but come on I was with Katie I was like are you fucking with me <laughs> <laughs> they are not I like that when Ty comes over Katie just says Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so funny. So funny. Lots of eye candy for Katie on this show, on this episode. So, I'm surprised that these two, I guess maybe they don't know, but they don't say anything when Katie says that they're having a party for the bays. Yeah, I know. Maybe they're, maybe they're not privy to that information. She said they're having a barbecue for the Bay Brothers. That's what the pig's for. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they just, it kind of runs over their head a little bit, or they're just not paying attention, because they're trying to figure out how they know Katie. And then Tannis jumps in. and So maybe she, maybe Tannis comes in before they get a chance to ask her. I meant to look up for. if fireworks were legal in Canada. I guess they are. I guess they are. I mean... Or maybe it's different, because it's a reservation? They are, yeah, that's kind of... On the one reservation I've been to, fireworks stores and stands were pretty, they were not few and far between. They were pretty much like a Starbucks would be That's in the cool. middle of a city. They're just like on every corner. Would you like to blow up a thing? Would you like to blow up a thing? Because we have things you can blow up. I like how, oh, Tannis is so cheeky. She said, hey, Zach Russell Terrier and Thai food are going to come. Maybe you'll come too. 
and I was like, oh, that was so good. You, oh, Tannis. You've got to go now just because that was so good. That was such a line. Tannis is really A-plus quality one-liners in these episodes She really lately. is in these last couple episodes. She's been kind of on it. And then I wrote down, I would really like to know the schedule for the Bay Brothers because... It seems like they might just be in for a week or a weekend. It kind of seems like they might just be in for the week. And so everyone's trying to claim their weekend. Everyone's trying to get their weekend because they're obviously going to be busy Monday through Friday bailing hay. I wrote down, how did they manage such a schedule last time they were in? Because everyone, again, everyone acted like they had a party for them last time. Yeah, I know. So they must have had a wild week or weekend or whatever it was. I mean, that's got to be fun the first time, but then exhausting the next several you gotta you gotta think i mean this is their vacation like they are home to do work but also to get rest and be away from stuff so i would assume they wouldn't want to party the whole time but maybe they did maybe that's how they unwind well maybe they want to see their family too possibly so then tanis visits wayne working in the barn to clear up the conflict they argue vehemently over who will host the party tanis mentions the fireworks and that the bays are part native heritage, while Wayne points out that they've already purchased the pig and made other arrangements. Since the whole town can rally around the bays, Wayne invites Tannis to throw the party together. The hicks will host at the farm since they're full hick and only part native, but it will be called Great Day for Thunder Bay, featuring puppers, pigs, pyrotechnics and pepperettes and tana flirts with wayne and teases him about rosie and her elusiveness but wayne resists and he says it's been a business doing pleasure with you Tannis." Hmm. and i like wayne hmm. serving up one-liners too man i i really like their interactions i do too i don't like that he's dating someone and these interactions are happening but I like their vibe. It's just really yeah. good. They're, you can tell that they're friends and also very flirty, and that is fine with me. And this would be a perfectly fine situation. I just need him to break. go ahead and break up with Rosie because you can tell that he's a little too into these interactions with Tannis. Yeah. I feel like he's resisting as much as he can. I mean, she is, she's, she's coming in hot. She's coming in hot, and she is a smoke show, so there is that. Dude, her boobs in this scene are up at attention. She's got on, like, a major push-up push bra, up bra in this. I mean, she looks great, so. But, yeah, no, she she looked really good in these last two scenes. Like, yeah. she looked very put together and very, but in this scene, like, she definitely looked like she was had ulterior motives other than just trying to convince Wayne to let them throw the party. Well, she even says... You breast or thigh guy. And he does the... It's almost like he can't help himself. He does a little look down, and then he looks and away. snaps away real quick. He's trying his best. Trying his best. But man, those girls were pushed up there. I can't really <laughs> blame him. I don't like Great Day for Thunder Bay. I feel like it's too... You know me. It's too wordy. It's too wordy. But I really don't know what compromise they could have gone for. The argument for Wayne was that they've already got the pig that was the only the only two arguments where we already have the pig and they're full hick and they're only part native you just throw it on a spit and rotate <laughs> don't threaten don't me threaten with, with a good, good time, time. <laughs> you breast her thigh yeah, it's, it's so funny. they're really good she's really on point I would say 
the res kind of makes more sense for the fireworks show because it's more open and this is only me judging off the one reservation I've ever been to, but it was more kind of desert like area. So like there was no worry of anything catching a stray firework. Well, yeah, that's what I was just in here thinking. What if firework embers fall? I'm worried that they could still be hot if they caught on hay, then that's game over. Wouldn't that be a big problem? That'd be a huge problem. And it kind of looks like they're just on Wayne's farm, but that's the end of the episode. We'll talk about that later. That'd but be a big problem. That'd be a big problem. All the way. All the way. Full problem all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to sneak Sunrise past a rooster? <laughs> that was such a clever line, and I'm not entirely sure what it means. I don't even know what he was... <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... I enjoyed it. I just love their interactions. They're so, they're silly together. And I appreciate that. I also appreciate that. With that that being said, even here, I know these two should not date. (laughs) You know what I mean? And of course, I've already watched all of the, we've already talked about, we've watched all the seasons and such. Right. So I know what happens down the road to a certain extent that I can remember. But I know that what they enjoy, it's the fun of it. It's not... But relationships aren't always fun. They're work, too. I would say, I probably agree with that. I'd say monogamy is not really Tannis's thing. That's not her deal. It's not her deal. But you know what is her thing? Black. She looks great in black. Can't confirm. The words of Scotty Wallace, yeah! She looked, <laughs> she, she doesn't wear black a lot. She's normally in white. And she had a black tank on here. And I was yeah. Like, but she rocks white, too, dude. She, I mean, it was, I think it's like, there's a tan situation going on. Maybe this is a Tannis Stan podcast that we just started, but maybe I have to be like double the amount of Tannis Stan because Amber's Amber's not not here. here. And Amber is diehard Tannis Stan. She is, she's agreeing all the way from her, from her house right (laughs) now. (laughs) There'll be fireworks just like old times. Hmm. Mm. Another one-liner. God, so good. Catchy. She's just, man, they're like effortless for her. And then she says, later, boo. She's way too close to Wayne's face. She's in his face. But I think knowing that he's not going to do anything because it's Wayne. Yeah, and I think that's most of the fun for her. She knows that he's not going to react the way that most guys would probably react in that situation. Yeah. And that's part of the fun is trying to see how far she can push it before he'll break. He's a good guy. He's a good man. And it's fun to tease him. I, I completely agree with that. And my last note, I guess, well, do you have anything else? Uh, Tannis's hair looks great. Yeah, it, looks, <laughs> it looks really good in both of these scenes. <laughs> my last note's where'd he pull a beer from? Where did he pull a beer from? It was like, it's, I think it felt like he had it in his back pocket. <laughs> had to. It was already open though, because like when she walks in there, he had to be it had to be somewhere because she walks in there and he's moving barley. That she was... goes, "Hey there," and he goes, "That's barley." <laughs> that was his equivalent of a cold shower. Right after they was like, "All right, calm it back down." Yeah, he did the same thing last episode too when they had their little interaction at the party. She left, and then he chugged his beer. I didn't remember that, but you're right. Because we find that because Katie calls from the base, but she's like, Wayne, how's your beer? And he's like, I'd have a beer, please, <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's a thing now that he does. Just drinks away the temptation. <laughs> <laughs> then we jump back to 
my boys. The mm. hockey players show up to the farm where Katie invites them to the party. They recount their failure to come up with a truly creative name for the Bay Party, testing Wayne and Katie's patience since they had literally just been invited. Let mm. me say really quick, they came in way too aggro for no reason. Who? The hockey players? Or Wayne the and Katie. I think because they don't care either way, and they were like, we just said you could come. I know, like, but stop like, talking and leave. Don't be a dick. Like, they're such... Katie, I have no love for Katie this whole season. I can tell. You've not really been you've not really been a Katie stan at all this season. Katie was kind of bitchy here. Wayne was really rude for no reason. It was so funny though, was, dude. Just like the quick outburst. It was funny. It was played for laughs. It was funny. But Royd Rage Wayne. <laughs> no, I can He's pent up because he's been Holding it back for Tannis. She's got to get it out somehow, and it's going to come out in aggression. I'm going to plug it right here. Fuck, we just fucking said! You want to let the Brothers Bay home for Haze a chance for all of us to come together and show them we're proud. The hockey players offer to help, and since the Bay Brothers have been missing, the Hicks suggest they go over to the Bay Farm to help with Hay, which they do, though they're not going to put pants on. That was again that was, a solid Dylan Playfair line. It really was because again it was under, it was almost under his breath. You almost you had to pay attention or have the subtitles on, otherwise you almost missed it because the music starts up right there too between scenes. Because they tell them to get puppers, and they also suggest, hey, you know, if you're gonna go help, you need to put pants on, maybe long sleeves. And he goes, no. not gonna do the pants. Not gonna do the pants. Definitely can get beers or something like that. <laughs> Definitely gonna get the puppers. Yeah, it's just Jeff's mm. kiss. So good. Such a great little quick interaction. And again, our boys coming through on the comic relief. Yeah, they really are. I feel like doing this podcast or editing this podcast and you, I guess, but now also doing this podcast, I kind of get more of an appreciation from Riley and Jonesy than when I initially watched (laughs) the show. Not because I'm trying to see something there that's not there, but they really do. They add. So like, I almost find myself caring more about their plot line than the Hicks plotline in most of these episodes. That's an Amber and me thing, probably, that we're like... It might be. I might be but <laughs> being it's influenced by you, too. Possibly. I found myself caring more about them in this second watch where I'm dissecting it so much more. Right. And, of course, they're our boyfriends, so we care about them, but... <laughs> Beyond that, they're just overall pretty good dudes. They're just great. They're great guys. They might be getting around a little bit, but they're great guys. And they get in trouble for that later. They they, they figure it out later on. <laughs> I don't see them being organized to throw a party for anybody. No, not at all. Ever. I, they so, don't have any, they don't have a delegatory bone in their body. <laughs> like, I'm surprised they managed it once. Yeah. I see them, I guess this is all a party is, but I put down, their party was probably a bonfire in the middle of a field with beer and girls all party is just that in different locations yeah i would say that's probably that's probably true what did you think of their names <sighs> bay there delilah bay there they were just song names they were i mean i'm surprised we didn't get bay day parade out oh. of there or <laughs> or another one of those kinds of bands bay jude bay jude was a solid contender for a little bit independence bay Independence Bay I liked, but again, ah, it doesn't really fit. With yeah. the fireworks, it fits, because now there's fireworks. That's true. 
yeah. would have been a great name for the full party, but they probably already made the banner for Thunder Bay at that point, so... I guess they always kind of pick at them, but even Dan and Derry were kind of, I guess not really mean. They were making fun of them, but it's like the guys didn't even realize that they were being made fun of, which is almost worse to me. Well, I think it's because it was coming from Derry, and Derry's never been one to, at least not recently, and maybe not since the first season, he's not really been one to have a solid chirp at really anybody. He doesn't do it so much unless it's them normally. I see that. I mean, I think that this one, though, I think he just says, you know, you, you should go help him finish with the hay or whatever. I said, why is everybody mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I have with that. I think it's hilarious. They're sticking to their guns. They're not putting pants on. They will never wear pants. <laughs> I had the last two notes I had here. I guess the last three notes, Riley and Jonesy, points for effort on the names. Wayne losing his shirt is my absolute favorite part of this scene, just because it's such a quick, and then he's he's like, bah, bah, bah. the Bay Brothers home for hay. <laughs> just, that, was, that was a really funny. And then as someone who has lifted and moved hay bales before, or like hay squares or whatever for bonfires or what, what have you. For a wedding. Yeah, for a wedding, especially pants and closed-toed shoes are not optional because they're also wearing flip-flops. But that's yeah, those were my only remaining notes. This isn't a note, but just now realized no one's talked no one's talked to these kids all day. What if they weren't even ever planning on seeing any of these people? I feel like no one's actually talked to them. You know what? They haven't. And Wayne did say in this scene that he'd tried to reach them at the farm earlier and they were still busy. Or they weren't able he to come to the phone. He didn't, he get, didn't get a hold of them. With them. So he would assume so the, they're still they doing hay. They just assume yeah. that they're doing hay still. I don't know. I feel, but I feel like, you know, Everybody they keep saying. is assuming a lot. Everyone's assuming a lot, but they also keep saying it's tradition. So maybe, like, they know that the Bay Brothers will turn up at some point for this party. Here's hoping. Here's hoping, because otherwise we've wasted $1,000 on fireworks. I would say spending $1,000 on fireworks is a waste anyway, <laughs> because it's. At most, two minutes of entertainment. And they're the same every year. Fireworks suck. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That's my hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Scorch of a take. Lava magma hot. But I do not enjoy fireworks. I don't mind fireworks. I don't need anybody's video of the fireworks that they are watching. Oh, yeah. Nothing better than crappy cell phone footage. Another hot take. Of a pixelated <laughs> night sky. And then every now and then some colors and a little... Wow, it's like I'm there. <laughs> you close your eyes right now. You're, it's like literally like you're watching someone's Facebook feed. Are we bitches? <laughs> Maybe we are bitches, but hey, let's own that. Let's own that, Megan. <laughs> okay, and then the last little part of this scene. Katie gets a call from Stuart. She assumes he's calling to get invited to this party, but he says the skids will only be there to laugh at what losers they are, and she tells him to bring Sperta. Puppers. Damn straight. This is the scene that my previously on gets brought back up. All right. Okay. So in the last episode, when Nate and I were discussing, Riley and Jones were blocking what looked like a scroll of parchment or something painted on the wall. It said, please go. It's right over the couch that Rald and Stuart are sitting on. And it literally just says, please go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it says. 
Well, at least they're straight to the point. They're straight to the point. Just be rebellious, go further, live your life. I just thought that was so, the suspense was there, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's a little anticlimactic, but it's kind of funny. I love their decorations. I feel like it's added to often. I haven't paid attention as much this time, but I ha- and so I haven't noticed anything new. Yeah, I will say another fun fact. Right above the edge of the couch, there's a thing that says EMT. Ah, uh, yeah. And I don't know what that means, but I thought it was funny. Emergency medical Emergency technician. medical technician. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so hardcore. That's so hardcore. Can you name one more hardcore thing? She assumes, again, that he wants an invite... It's BYOB. I feel like it's BYOB, plus they're also... I feel like they also have a cash bar. They probably also have a cash bar. Because Gail's there, and I feel like Gail and Bonnie look like they're working a bar. Modine's, too, would for sure be there as a vendor. He's one of those people that doesn't like to be a participant, but he wants to be involved. I feel like you kind of get that way sometimes. Like, I don't want to go, but invite me. I am so that person. (laughs) I never want to go, but I will be hurt if you don't invite me. (laughs) I never want to be involved in your things, but if you don't invite me, I will be salty about it. Don't just assume I don't want to go. I don't, but you shouldn't assume it. So maybe Katie kind of deep down knows that Stuart really just wants a chance to hang out with his cousins. And she's going to provide him that chance. And she's not going to give him an option to not go. I think she was being nice and biting. Because, again, it's also kind of her ex. Right. I feel like they almost didn't even date. Like, they just rode around together for a month or so. They rode around for a little bit and she tolerated his weird... ...that he did. She let him put his arm around her a few times. And his tongue near her face. Yes. I don't know what he was going to do. I don't know why he was calling her... I guess he was calling her to tell her he was going to be there. Was he inviting himself? He might have been inviting himself because... If she hadn't invited him, what was he going to do? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't think of any other reason why he would be calling her. Other than to nonchalantly drop, like, we're going to be there. And these hockey players are in for it or whatever. I love the pretend hang-up. Oh, okay, bye. Oh. <laughs> He's always worried. He's always worried about how he he comes off, like how he looks. Oh yeah, well, because he's got he's the leader of the skids. That's true. They can't see him weak. He's still he's trying so hard to be something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, because they don't really talk about the meth empire anymore. So if that's still happening, it's very underground at this point. What do you think of Stewart's <clears throat> Bay puns? I like Rawls better. Time to make those idiots bay. What does that mean? The expression is make them pay. I replaced their last name to be clever. Oh. Oh yeah, no, that's super, that's super clever. You try. Okay. Um, go ahead, make my bay. Also, why is Rawls spit shining Stuart's boots? I don't know, he just wants to be helpful. <laughs> Bless him. Rawls is easily my favorite character on this show he's doing great work he's killing it then we jump to the actual party tannis arrives with fireworks katie thai food and zach russell terrier exchange more names of people they know in common riley and jonesy return from doing hay arms full of scratches but praising a day of hard labor and mentions that they hate the gym (laughs) they mention that the bay brothers parents George, Ian, and Fanny Bay 
have not been able to get a hold of the Bay Brothers, who had gone into town for a meeting. Riley adds that they haven't been able to get in touch with their big city slams all day either. Tyson and Joint Boy come up and ask if Jim Babes are at the party. They've not been able to get in touch with them all day either. Have you seen the Jim Babes? You know the babes from the gym? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those close friends of ours. <laughs> This the decor is cute. Like they've done some stuff. They've they've done some they've stuff. They've got some, some music money. going. They spent some money. There's some lights. Speaking of music, why would they let the skids do music? I'm assuming. See, that was what I was gonna say. Why else would the skids be calling Katie? Because they wouldn't have just gone there and set up a DJ booth on their own. That's true. That might have been a situation where they're paying to use their music system, like their stereo. Possibly. I loved their little dance move when they cut over. <laughs> Rod was just getting it. He was feeling himself so hard when they <laughs> just, cut over to him. Just very in the rave mindset. And Stuart's there with like the one holding the the full pair of headphones in his one hand, but only having one speaker like pressed to his ear when he's over there spinning. <laughs> just like every DJ trope in every movie about DJs. I think part of the reason I didn't like this finale as much... We do get a lot of characters. There's a lot of them, but it's not the ones I'm used to seeing all come together at the end of. That makes sense. Like, is Glenn even here? I think we're we're missing Glenn. Gail's there, and Bonnie's there, kind of. Tending bar. They're not really, yeah. They don't really add anything to this scene. Right. And the McMurrays aren't there. And, like, (gasps) Dan. The McMurrays aren't there. Yeah. Do you think they think they got their feelings hurt by. Wayne and Katie and Derry and Dan not sticking around for their swingers party? I don't know, because they're technically hicks. You would think they would come yeah, to the hick they're party. they're full hick all the way. So, I don't know. So maybe the party then was just at Wayne's farm, because otherwise the McMurrays would have been there if it was the Ag Hall, because McMurray's the Ag Hall president. I wrote down that this episode was probably very expensive also to shoot, because it's another one where there's a, t- there's a lot of cameos, lot of and cameos. there's a lot of extras. A lot of cameos, a lot of extras, and then two cameos of professional Olympic snowboarders. Or and at least snowboarders. two actual sports broadcasters. And two actual, yeah, two actual sports broadcasters. So, so probably McMurray and Mrs. McMurray might have just felt cool to not be in this episode. Or maybe they couldn't pay everybody to be there. Right. They were like, we have to pick some <clears throat> people to not pay to be here this time and i like to think that everything just kind of worked out kind of by fate and they both just kind of had conflicts elsewhere so that so that nobody kind of got upset or you know got the boot for the for an episode i know you don't care about this i I like katie's little jersey tee even though i I think it's kind of an odd thing for her to choose to wear to a party agreed also i wasn't a huge this is super audio file of me but i was not it kind of took me out a little bit when Tannis goes over and joins Katie and Zach Russell in Thai food. And they kind of start to pan away. And then Katie s- says her line, a couple of babes, huh? But it's very obviously ADR. D- is it? Yeah. I because was you wouldn't have heard it that out far away. Who she's talking to. Is she talking to Riley and Jonesy who are walking by her? Or is she talking to Tannis? I think she's talking to Tannis about Zach and Ty. Okay. That was kind of how I took it. But at the same time, like, 
I mean, she's very, she would very openly flirt with those two. Yeah. That's very Katie. But I don't know. I feel like it was way louder than it should have been. That's just me nitpicking. But it was not awesome ADR in my, in my humble opinion. They don't really go into it right here. They don't really talk about it. Because the next scene they jump to is where the Bay Brothers show up. They don't talk about it then. You're talking about Tannis going over to talk to Wayne? Yeah, Tannis, yeah. he asks how she's doing, and she's smoking darts and breaking hearts, and I love that. Just love it, dude. That's right on par with, like, cashing checks and breaking necks. Like, that's one of my favorite things to say when I'm gigging all weekend. But, yeah, just more giving Wayne Murda. about where's Rosie. And to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, where's your girlfriend at, though? Yeah. What's up? How are you now? Smoking darts and breaking hearts. You bring the fireworks? That was a deal, wasn't it? Can confirm. Is she here? Apple fucking poppers. I wonder if the actress was too busy or if the whole time end game was to have this conflict so they had decided to not have her in the season. Possibly. But it also, I don't know, man. I was not a fan with the way this season ended. You weren't? No. Is it because you weren't, it wasn't a cliffhanger for you? It kind of was a cliffhanger because like, did they, didn't they? But at the same time, it's just like, you just didn't like Wayne, Wayne's just such a stand-up guy. In theory. In theory. The whole show starts with the premise that he is a good guy. Is a good guy. And seen... he was cheated on. Yeah. You're not exposed to cheat on your sweetie. I specifically ask you not to. <laughs> no, I specifically asked you not to. You cheated on me when I specifically <laughs> asked you not to. <laughs> Is Katie being awkward here, though, when she's talking to the guys because she says, do you want to see the pig? And Tess is solid opening. <laughs> <laughs> she's being a little awkward. She was just trying to find any line she could to get these two dudes away so she could... But oh, we didn't no. get that far, and Tannis goes solid opening. That was a hilarious line from Tannis. <laughs> Tannis has had great Tannis written dialogue in this episode. this episode. But Katie's normally, I would like to think Katie's not that awkward. Nor That's normally dairy. It's normally dairy. And yeah, no, I completely agree. I think Katie's maybe a little bit out of her element. Maybe these two are not only kind of as attractive or more attractive than she is, but they're also, they have their wits about them. Uh, maybe. A little bit. Maybe like they, they don't, don't seem as... They don't seem as ditzy yeah. as Riley and Jonesy or Shep and Kingsley. Kingsley. <laughs> Riley and Jonesy got their arms all cut up. Because they, they did, awful. did not... I don't know, they didn't mention their legs, but they obviously didn't wear long sleeve shirts. No. But they didn't mind doing a hard day's work and said they hate the gym. And again, gym sucks. killer delivery by Dylan Wife. Just so obviously emotionally hurt by the gym goes, in this scene. Yeah, the, the gym sucks, boys. <laughs> yeah, gym sucks, boys. And he, you could feel that he felt that. <laughs> he looked so obviously upset. Super great day for Thunder Bay, boys. Got an inside look at Hick Life. It's pretty good to do some hard labor. Piece of fucking gym. Yeah, Jim fucking sucks, boys. But he said that the Bay Brothers were in a meeting, and when they say that, you kind of start to catch on something's up. Something's up. Dive was catching on. Dive was also aware that something's up. She's just not stoked for this finale either. <laughs> so, Big City Slams are missing. Jim Babes are missing. 
and then a huge truck pulls up. Of course that's, it does. That's what I know. I was going to say, of course they have this big ass truck and it's a pretty truck. It's a pretty truck. It has to, I mean, and you know, it's expensive. They have to be making that good Europe hockey money. A good Europe money. Europe. So it's a big just, truck. Anyway. So James and Hudson Bay drive up to cheers and much fanfare. And I just want to say nobody applauds when I show up places. Same and why not? And it kind of hurts. A little bit. <laughs> I had to like do things to get applause. I went to work today. Not one person clapped for me. <laughs> Were you on time? Yes. And I was... you, did you, you did your whole job? I should have announced myself maybe. Maybe. Maybe I should like play some music in the background when I walk in. Ooh, yeah, or just have it on your phone really obnoxiously loud. <laughs> yeah, that way they know. Maybe they were caught unawares. Maybe. They were just so flustered. That's, you didn't give them time to, to ramp be, up. That has to be what happened. That's got to be it. The okay. only person that ever gets excited when I get home other than you is Godiva. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to clap. So <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> she can eat really loud. Normally, I show a plate with an iced coffee. So. Oh, my God. Traffic was so crazy. Traffic was the worst. Oh, my God. I got stuck behind, like, four houses. It's <laughs> crazy. I do get stuck behind houses a lot. But Living anyway. in the south. <laughs> so, Riley and Jonesy, Daryl and Dan, Katie and Tannis all welcome them home, along with Wayne. They explain that they've been in a meeting all day, but are interrupted by... Somebody coming out of the truck, and it's one of the gym babes who says it would be better to call it Bay of Pigs. The other one says more like Guantanamo Bay because she didn't know whether they were going to get out alive. Jesus. Riley says Big City Slams emerges, and she says it was like Bays of Our Lives <laughs> because there were so many storylines going on all at once. Jonesy says, Jonesy's Big City Slam, which he calls Big City Slams 2. Because Big he City Slams 2, boys. They obviously don't know these girls' names. <laughs> she says, she doesn't even know what bay it is. <laughs> and all freeze as, dun, 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 Angie. <laughs> she gets out of the truck saying she never thought she would be into bay sex. And then an awkward silence ensues until Wayne breaks in and says, LOL. LOL. So I guess they just had to make sure that he was... I guess that they were probably worried, thinking that could this be like a fighting situation, but... That's true. Because he's the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Yeah, but also I feel like at this point we've had enough time for Wayne to move on from Angie. He just likes a good scrap, though, so you... He does like a good scrap. He's not going to scrap with the Bay Brothers. I mean, maybe... So, one thing I noted about all of the welcomes and all that stuff when they're all going up to them saying, hi, and how are you? Katie does the I don't know you that well hug. And so does, uh, Tannis does a little bit. I feel like Tannis gets both arms around them. She uh, she does. She, at least the first guy. But what I'm seeing, you know, as a female, when you're, you're giving a full hug, but you're kind of not trying to touch them full on... There is a, you'll notice it, it's a leg out situation. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. I did notice that. It's like you don't want to be full body to body contact. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of times with that kind of hug, too, with the full body to body contact, the, well, at least like when you hug me, like your arms come up 
and around. Yeah. And her arms, like, they were both kind of, like, out. And, like, let's get around the shoulders. It's a as close <clears throat> to a full body hug you can give that's also almost, like, you know how you side hug people? It's almost people? like a tasteful side hug. Yes. Yeah. Right yeah. there with you. I went to church. <laughs> yeah, church <laughs> I was in side a hug. <laughs> but I do like that Tannis calls them pussies. So she's obviously, <laughs> obviously comfortable enough with them to joke around. Did they call her Auntie Tannis too? No, or just they Tannis? said thanks, Tannis. Okay. One they the said, two. thanks, Katie, and hey, Tannis. And hey, Tannis. That's what it was. So, I, I still am curious. I, I said, has Katie smashed, question mark? Because I just want to know. Because I just want to know. I also want to know. It's never very clear. They fist bump Riley and Jonesy. Right. And shake hands with the Hicks. Mm-hmm. And they, like they said, they kind of start saying, yeah, we were out to a meeting. But then all these girls start getting out. Right. And... I don't know. I think it was Jim Babe 2. Oh. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't like pause it as much as you did probably. Which uh, is why I had... Either, they were all dressed they cute, were all dressed actually. Cute. But there was one... I don't know which one it is. We'd have to go back and look. We can... It'll be previously can, on. Yeah. But... Next week. It was... I mean, she had like... She had good boobs for it, but it was just like a very deep cut. And I was like, whoa, hey, hey, oh. girls. <laughs> and like I said, they all look cute. I'm not hating on it. I was just, I was just like, whoo, look at them. They're out. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell two of them were comfortable acting and two of them were, were not. not as much comfortable. I, like they were extras that all of a sudden found out that they had lines. Yeah. And, and they were the, like, oh, let's deliver this as painlessly as possible. And I think it didn't help. I, I would have rather, I know that you have to have sound effects of them walking or whatever. It might not even be sound effects. It might have been just straight audio. But it would have been better for their audio to, been, to have been louder. Yeah. Because it just, two, the two that I'm thinking of, their audio was off to me. Their audio was a little off. The walking was definitely added after that was post. But... What their lines were actually, I, I think their lines were delivered just on set. I think they were like on set dialogue. Okay. Which is probably why it wasn't super loud. But they just probably just had like the one shotgun mic. I'm sure there were several takes. Probably. And you just have to take the one that's the least bit. bad. Yeah. yeah. Not, and not just the, I mean, not just them. Like overall, you've got to do the best one that's the best overall for everyone. Oh, yeah. So. No, 100%. Um, kind of off topic, but the last episode, you know how in one of the scenes for this season, one of the blooper scenes for this season is Riley and Jonesy at the gym, the we should be ripping, we should be ripping lines or whatever. Yeah. If you go back and watch, Riley nails it one time. And the next times it's like, it's all like, we should re-bipping, we should re-bipping. We were like, it's it's bad. They both yeah. are. But they were like, you know what? Erda. And it works. <laughs> like, yeah. We're just going to leave it. You guys obviously aren't going to get this. It's very difficult to say that very fast. I get it. So, yeah, I say that, yeah, you just got to take the one that's the best overall, and you just kind of roll with the not-as-good dialogue that happens in that. What's your favorite line of these? Probably Bays of Our Lives. Yes, I yeah. was thinking the same. We're the same. <laughs> we have the same sense of humor. I mean, Bay Sex was funny, but... Angie's a Bay Bunny. Angie's a Bay Bunny. And she's rocking her outfit. This looks, time around, she looks. I, they all look good, but Angie looks good. Everyone looks good in black. It's just my favorite. It's color. a good color. Five girls for two dudes, and I have to say, 
Somebody's not getting attention there, right? Somebody's not getting some attentions paid unless they're all like a weird human centipede type situation. And that's a tight truck ride. It's a tight truck ride. So they roll up. They have... uh, Wayne kind of breaks the tension. Hudson asks for Stuart, who emerges from the crowd with Rald. The bays ask when they can have puppers together, and Stuart replies that he never thought they wanted to, given the, the division between the skids and the hicks, which... Others in the crowd claim that the Bays are hockey players and natives as well. And they replied, they're family all the way. Damn straight. Such Stu- a feel-good moment. It was. It it warmed my heart. <clears throat> Mine too. Stuart asks if they're into rips, and that's a hard no. Both of them. They do rip Chell. The crowd starts to chant Chell and rips. I don't know if I digged the chanting but overall, up until that point, I was like, this is a cool little scene. This is a cool little scene. I also, though, I will say, I don't get in ribs. Why ch- Why not and ribs? It's definitely in ribs is the line. And it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Chell in ribs. Chell in ribs. I don't know. <clears throat> I didn't notice. I thought they had, I thought they actually said and, but. They had... Well, it says it right there, and it also... I mean, unless they're also taking it from the Hulu subtitles, which me and Nate discovered are probably not accurate either. Some so, of them are not accurate. So it might be Andrips, and just the way they're saying it. So, of the two Bay Brothers, I don't know which one's which. Same. The one on the left. The blonde I, one? The one with just the white shirt on. I think he's a little bit more into his acting than the other brother. Or maybe it's just that he had dialogue that kind of was more emotionally charged, maybe. Maybe. Just because he, I mean, he used his hands. It just felt like he was really into his character. Like, Agreed. Stuart, when can we, like, can we have a food and puppers? Yeah, like, when are we going to hang we're, out? We're family all the way. <clears throat> I don't know. I just felt like he was really into his character. And no, I was I like, you know what? I know that you probably don't act, but you did a good job. You did you did well, white t-shirt man. And I think it really touched Stuart's heart. And it made I think me so happy. Too. It made me happy for Stuart. And I could tell that Stuart was happy about that. They don't mention it here, but I wrote down as Tyson and Narc. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. No. Just kidding. Where's the riffs? <laughs> because he hangs out with John Boy all the time, who's John always like, I got rips right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's always doing some sort of drugs. The Reds crew apparently are super into rips. At least Axe and Slash. I wanted. I said. I wonder if this also includes Thai food and Zach Russell Terry. Probably. Katie's not into that, except for I guess smoking weed. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I don't think that's the rips they're talking about. I know. I think it's hard stuff. Katie and Wayne look at each other when this chanting's going on. She's just like. I guess. What the murder? <laughs> <laughs> but she does an, a literal eye roll. And I wrote down, at least people are having a good time. Then there's cheering and fireworks start. So the fireworks begin and the Hicks celebrate a successful evening. Hmm. Wayne all of a sudden wonders where Tannis has gone. She's seen by the barn. She's over smoking a dart and she gives him an inviting look. Then nods her head and turns and enters the barn, and Wayne appears to follow her and cut to credits. Cut to credits. My last note is, Wayne, no! Wayne, no! It's oh a scene! Oh my it's a scene, Wayne! Which I guess him and Rosie Glenn would look at it yeah. as him and Rosie would be too, but... Out of wedlock. But yeah. 
I was not thrilled. Really quickly, I guess you could probably tell, but I wondered if they really shot off fireworks. They for sure shot off fireworks. But the audio, how would they do that? It it has to be after the fact, right? Yeah, it's not hard to find audio of fireworks. There's a as many Facebook feed videos as there are, there's that many audio files of fireworks that were captured with good microphones. Good microphones and good recorders for this purpose. Overall, the party seems like a success. I would agree. Like, I would like to hang out at that party. I would totally go to that party. There was just enough people there that I would know that it wouldn't be awkward if I went. Yes. But I don't really also know them. But I also feel like I do. Yeah. We're buds. We all hang out. We're all buds. We're best friends. Me and Nathan Dale are tight, so. (laughs) I wrote down, I bet Tyler, who's Stuart, I Mm -hmm. bet he was pumped about this because... We see him in the background hanging out with these guys, and he's a big sports guy, too. He is, yeah. So I bet the fact that he gets to hang out with these two professional snowboarders. And I wonder, so I wonder if that smile on his face that is genuine, because he's actually getting to, like, hang out with snowboard, like, athletes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then the infamous Where's Tannis mm. head nod, and then as Dava has been worried about this whole time. Wayne goes to the barn. Wayne goes to the barn. Damn it, Wayne. And it's a will he, won't he. But he will. And he does. I guarantee it. But he won't. You don't think so? I wrote down I really thought so when I first watched this. And I was super pissed. I still am not 100% convinced it didn't happen. Oh, really? But I've not watched the full show again since we started doing this. So. Well, spoilers for (laughs) y'all. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Spoilers, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, yeah, I give this episode... Mm, I like going second. I'm going to make you go first. It was a solid seven. Okay. Seven. It was, almost, it was almost an eight for me, eight and a half even, but because I'm so convinced that Wayne was unfaithful to Rosie... Mm-hmm. I am docking a point and a half for infidelity. (laughs) I'm giving it a seven, but it's like a low seven. And I will say this, since I didn't get to rate last episode, Letter Can You Leave, I'm rating it now an eight because... (laughs) Really? Yes. I thought it was so funny. And I'm I'm mad at myself that I... In my head, I don't know what it was. I had some sort of connection thinking that I didn't like it. It's probably the... Connection to the hot tub, which is Probably. always precarious. But after watching it and then listening to Earl's episode, I was like, "Dang it! I gave away such a good one." You really did. What? So what was the what was the the point during watching that that you were like, "I heard up." Honestly, and it's so funny because Gail always makes me super uncomfortable. But when I realized that. Gail and Glenn were in the hot tub together. (laughs) And just every time he drops his olive in the hot tub and then puts it in his mouth. And God bless you, Jacob Tierney. (laughs) I I mean, he did that. They're sitting in a, even if it's not like hot tub or whatever it is, they're sitting in a body of water and he puts a thing that had been dropped into the soup of human water in his mouth. Soup of human water. That is commitment to your craft, sir. That is commitment to the craft. I will say, I think in a behind the scenes, you see him spit it out immediately after. Oh yeah. Jared yells cut. So. 
And yeah, and you all should definitely go. This is one very great compilation of oh my season God. bloopers. Season four bloopers are probably my top. They're definitely top three. They're yeah, they're top three. Season seven's probably my top favorite, but season four is hilarious. Season four is hilarious. <laughs> There's one scene in particular where Jacob's having trouble spearing his olive in his, <laughs> and he just gets so pissed it's great you got to go watch it do yourselves a favor we'll probably link it in the description of this episode yeah and then i don't have much else to say i liked it i didn't love it i'm a little bummed they gave away a season finale i am too i feel like this is the first season finale that we've had a guest writer on i think it is because I think this is the first... Is this the first season we've had two guest writers? No. No. Jonathan Torrens and someone else had written an episode in season three. Jonathan Torrens, though, was a great... Like, his last episode was great as well. And it's... Like I said, it's really good. It's just... Hashtag not my finale, I guess. <laughs> Hashtag not my finale. I think it was the lack of McMurray's and Glenn in the camaraderie that we have yeah. come to love in a finale that kind of bummed me out. And there I mean Gail was there but she wasn't a big player. And even Darry and Dan didn't have much to They didn't really have much do. to add in this episode, yeah. I appreciate that you have to work in the people that have cameos that you've brought in. Right. So you, you have to give them their time. I don't know. It just No, yeah, I feel that though. It was good, not my favorite. Yeah, that's fine. But we both came in at a seven, so overall but yeah, because I was thinking like you could even like put them in the because there's no way they paid all the extras in that last scene that were shouting in rips, chell in rips or whatever. Yeah. Because that's just a, that's more a vocalization than an actual dialogue. Oh, that so wasn't needed for me, but I. It wasn't needed for me either, but I mean they could have all been involved in that, so maybe they just did have something else to do. Anyway, Letter Kenny, still love you. Still we love you. Still got Kenny. one more episode before we are technically done with this season. Yeah, and it'll be... <laughs> we're going to keep you guessing. You, you just don't know who's going to show up next time. It so, could be me and Diva next week. Diva's really hot to get in. She's um, really excited to get in on an episode. So. <laughs> but thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Yerp. 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 Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Josh's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put Not My Forte in the subject line.